0: You're listening to 7 Figure Fitness Business. This week, we're going to be discussing Iggy's quick cash plays. In other words, these are some of his most powerful strategies that he uses when he needs to make quick money, quick sales in a pinch. And for you listening, it's going to be a way that you can generate at least $10,000 in revenue from sales in a period of just 7 days. So, Iggy, do you want to run us through... What exactly this system is that we're discussing today? I feel like I'm sort of going back to school today.
1: Um, So it's really like opportunities that you can create. It's just creating demand, demand on demand for your business, right? So there's a couple of different frameworks that I want to dive into. The first one is going to be stuff that you can do, ways that you can leverage an asset list. So that means like a list of people that you already have control over. So that could be like your former in-person or online clients. It could be leads that you've generated in the past, like an email list, a set of phone numbers. It could be leads that you have inside of uh, your Facebook inbox, right? Or your Instagram inbox or LinkedIn inbox, like just people that you have direct access to that have already expressed a level of interest in what you have to offer. So those are where the different buckets, they're under the umbrella of your asset list. And then the next bucket is how to create your offer or how to create an offer that your leads or your prospective clients actually want. And that way you can start getting people to raise their hands up really quickly saying that they're interested in what you have to offer.
2: I have an interesting take on style of stuff. And I think like being the data guy, I like to take everything back to a mathematical equation. And what this is about is it's about having as many conversations Mm -hmm. as you possibly can in a day. When you think about it, if you can have a hundred conversations per day, do you think that you can convert one of those people into a sale? Yes, So, you know, I feel that everything that we do here is to instigate more and more conversations, to instigate contact and be able to play a numbers game and know that when you have enough conversations, you're going to be able to sell something.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's all about creating opportunity for yourself consistently. And at the end of the day, these types of plays, they're not like long term. You're not going to be able to build your business sustainably just doing this like every week right? So you need something that's bringing you a consistent flow of like new leads, hence why we love paid ads. And then having plays like this in your back pocket to give you an excuse to re-engage those leads and give them an opportunity, a fresh opportunity to raise their hand and say that they're interested. That's when you're able to maximize on the leads that you're generating and on the opportunities that you have in your business and all the different assets that you're creating. And this this list
2: that you have is really, really good. And I think that you know, for even for both you and I, I know we both go to these plays every now and then because things are going to change. You know, sometimes Facebook ads get a little bit expensive. And for us, you know what, we can get free leads just by using these strategies. And we keep these up our sleeves so that when it does get a little bit more expensive and it gets slightly around your KPI sort of rate, you can actually have that to go to. And all sorts of different times. It might be Christmas and less people responding to paid ads. And you can just chuck in these strategies and fill your calendars up. Absolutely.
1: And that's what I love about it. So for those of you guys who are listening, anything that you're doing to grow your network or grow your asset list, if you're on social media and you're growing your network, so that's adding people to your friends list, that's getting more followers on Instagram or getting expanding your connections on LinkedIn or even YouTube, those people are like, you're adding them to your asset list and you're creating a database where you can essentially tap into those. Obviously, like, you're still subject to the platform's rules until you have the contact information. Then they become your own asset list that you actually own. And you can contact them at any point unless they reach out to you and say, hey, I want to unsubscribe or whatever. That's the ultimate goal of what we're talking about is when you start building those different types of lists, you want to create strategies and things you can pull out of your back pocket to re-engage them because if you're generating leads, they're not going to be like perfect every time. And so when our lead cost gets too high, or when our application costs get too high, we can just pull these out of our back pockets. And the sales reps don't know the difference. They don't know like, oh man, leads were really, really rough this week. Because as soon as we see those KPIs starting to get, like the numbers get out of the KPIs, you just pull them out of your back pocket, you keep them filled up and that holds you over until you can figure out why the hell <laughs> your lead costs are going through the roof. And then you can fix that And it gives you room to breathe. What happens is when you bring someone through a paid ads funnel, we like to sell people really quickly.
2: We'll be selling someone within 24 hours. But let's say 80% of people come through the first time with paid ads. There's another 20, another 30% of people who you need to re-engage somehow, remind them that you're there, start another conversation with them. Because another 20 to 30%, if you're not actually retargeting them or using some of these
1: strategies, you're leaving money on the table. Absolutely. And for most people, they're not even going to be able to sell 80% of the people that come through the paid ads. You have to have your process really optimized and just dialed into a science. But let's say it's the opposite where you're only able to sell 20% of people and then you got 80% of them still on the fence. You need an excuse to be able to re-engage those people and stay at the top of their minds. So these are some of the cash plays. And this is where for those of you guys who are listening, you really want to pay attention and even write some of these down and like actually do them right. Like pick any one of them to start, but make it a goal to at least work through all of them in a given period of time. And you'll see the impact is going to have in your business. So we want to give you some strategies you can use to start making money. Ultimately, because I'm just going to let you guys know straight up, I'm going to tell you these strategies and you're going to use it to start making money. And you're going to be like, holy shit, if he's giving this away to me for free, what else do they have up their sleeve? That's our sneaky plan. All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to be transparent about what's happening here. The first play is like a random celebration, All right. So pick anything that you want to celebrate, make it up, right? So I have a puppy named Charlie. I'm telling you what we're going to be doing and what I'm planning on doing either this week or next week. So I have a puppy named Charlie. He's turning one. Or I think he's already turned one. I'll have to find out. But either way, as far as like our prospects know, he's turning one and this is going to be cause for celebration, Right. So because Charlie's turning one, we're going to send out an email, SMS and a mini chat blast to our list. And it's going to say, so Charlie just turned one and it's going to be a really cute picture of Charlie to get them like salivating just to get their hearts throbbing and, and excited about Charlie. All right, Charlie's just turning one. And because of this, we're going to be celebrating Charlie's first birthday. And I'm going to be opening enrollment for 10 people to join our transformation program over the next 21 weeks. This is going to be sent to our former in-person and former online clients. So we'll be opening 10 enrollment for 10 people to join our 21 weeks transformation program. It's going to be 2,500. If you're interested, Let me know so that we can talk about the details of the program, right? So that's for our asset list of people who've already voted for our confidence with their dollars, right? I'm not going to send that out to everyone who is on our list, just to the people who've already given us money in the past, right? Why? Because that's low hanging fruit. They've already given me money in person or they're already giving me money online. We're going to reengage them because some of them might have gained weight and they're looking for help again. So now I'm going to be giving them an excuse to say, Hey, I need help. I'm ready to work with you again, right? There's a lot of people. There's a lot of low hanging fruit there. So that's for people who've already paid us money. We're going to be running the same play. For everyone who hasn't given us money yet, the only difference is we're not going to tell them the price because they haven't given us a credit card information. They haven't paid us anything yet. So they don't understand the value of what we have to offer just yet. So that process is going to be slightly different. Still going to send them a cute-ass picture of Charlie. Going to send them a message saying, hey, it's Charlie's first birthday. We're going to be celebrating by opening enrollment for 10 people who are interested in losing 20, 30 pounds in the next 21 weeks. If that sounds like you, I'll probably do like a ridiculous call to action. Send me a reply saying, Charlie's the best, right? Respond to this message saying, Charlie's the best or comment, Charlie's the best if you're interested and we'll be in contact with you, right? So those are the two different plays that we run and without fail, and I'm telling you without fail, there's like five to 10 sales that come from it.
0: Do you do like any sort of urgency or do you actually kind of let them know, at least in the ones where you're not telling them the price, do they get an idea that there's some sort of a special offer or is it just literally the celebration and that's all that's needed to get them going?
1: It's just a celebration. That's all that's needed. Right, because people love to have an excuse to celebrate, and if you give them an excuse to raise their hand I and mean, say that they're interested, now it's, it's lighthearted. But at the same time, they're like, "Oh, what? you're getting the attention like, with like whatever you're celebrating," and then now they're like, "Oh yeah, I need help losing weight." Wow, this person seems really likable or really personable. Like you already feel a connection just by doing that. How
2: quickly do you respond to those messages?
1: We'll send them out when we're prepared to respond almost immediately. So those types of messages are being sent out at the top of the hour, five o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, because when people start waking up and they start seeing it, they're going to start responding and everyone on the team needs to be prepared to respond to people as quickly as possible. Cause we want to be able to strike while the iron's hot.
2: I remember we used to do those a couple of years ago. And I think they didn't really work too well for us because we used to send out these mass text broadcasts to like 2,000, 3,000 people. And what we'd find is that we'd take like a day to get back to people. When we took that full day, we found that we probably had like no response from about 60% of the people we sent the message to, even though they would opted in at that time. Have you found the same thing?
1: It really depends on what it is. So if, if we're sending a message like that to our former clients... That'll be day one where we send that out and we'll plan like two to three days to follow up with all those people because it's a much warmer audience of people. I mean, we're probably getting responses almost immediately. Right. So that list of people are going to be way more responsive and way more engaged versus the colder audience that came in and have kind of forgotten about us or they're in our email list or what have you. They take a little bit longer to respond, but we notice, and I notice, like if we're not responding to people within the hour of them like replying, that opportunity is almost always gone, right? So it's about like how quickly you're able to get back to people. So you only want to do those when you have like two to three hours blocked out just to respond to people and take them through a conversation.
2: That's been one of our our biggest findings. It's like that speed of being able to get back to people is just critical, and the sooner you do it, the better. I think that it depends how much you need cash, how quickly you want to make things happen. But I'm not opposed to the idea of as soon
1: as that person opts in to literally call them 10 seconds after they opt in, because that's when they're at their hottest. Absolutely. His speed is king in this situation. Like when you have their attention, that's when you want to strike. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things happening in people's lives. There's lots of different things pulling their attention. For those of you guys who are listening, even as you're listening, you're probably doing two to three other things right now. Right? So we're constantly distracted. So you want to be striking while you have their attention because you don't know when you're going to get it again. I wanted to ask a little
0: bit about the image, guys, as well, just really quickly, because I know images in this sort of stuff are extremely important. Now, Iggy, I've already kind of cooked up in my mind this image of... This big man with his tiny dog, you know, maybe the dog has like a pink little hat on and, and a little birthday cake. But I mean, obviously it's got to be something that's going to grab people's attention. Like what are some of the things that you guys do when it comes to picking the right image for something like this?
1: It's got to be fun. So you're a hundred percent right. So I have this little bow tie that I got for Charlie that he's going to be in. He's <laughs> he's going to be the bow tie and like a little tuxedo vest. So it's going to yeah. be like the cutest little getup you can possibly imagine. So it's just a matter of having fun with it and get creative, yeah. right? So whatever you're celebrating, you want to be able to like capture or have a picture that just communicates the emotion and the excitement that's involved in it, because that's what's going to sell that it's a genuine celebration that's happening, right? And if you're able to do that and get really creative with the pictures, and it doesn't need to be professional, it doesn't be, I'm going to take the picture, it's going to be a selfie on my phone but it needs to show that wow, this is genuine.
2: The thing about this is we want to stimulate with any message that we send people, we want to stimulate emotion, whether that's putting a smile on someone's face, whether it's them laughing, whether them feeling pain or being in the current situation that they're unhappy with. Anything where we can elicit some sort of response from someone is what's going to work in marketing.
0: Definitely about Patent Interrupt as well, because everyone knows these days, and it's gotten even worse with TikTok, but this whole scrolling thing that you get on your phone, it's got to be something and a big man with a cute little dog with a birthday cake or a bow tie That's definitely going to cause people to go, hang on, what is this? And next thing they're clicking on the post. Exactly. Depending
1: on how well it does, sometimes I'll run it as a re-engagement ad for our list of people who are already in our ecosystem. So there's lots of cool things that once you gather the data and you start to notice like people are responding really well to this type of content or this image, you can run it as a retargeting play and use it as a way to get people's attention again, who may have forgotten about you and get them back into your pipeline. So it's all about just building your database of assets that you can leverage and like cars that you can pull out whenever you need just a quick injection of cash in your business. Now, the other thing, so that's for like if you have your asset list and that's for if you have a list of buyers. And I'm telling like those of you guys who are gym owners, stuff like this is like perfect. If you're a gym owner and you already have like a members list or former members list, manually send that message out to everybody on your list. Like you don't need to put it into a CRM. Send that message out to all of them and watch who responds right now. The next thing is if you don't have an asset list and you're looking to build your network and you're growing your asset list, you need to be able to create an offer in the form of a lead magnet that gets people to raise their hand. Right. And it needs to be something that's just like really, really good that your prospects want. That's where we start going into creating lead magnets. And we have, I have a worksheet that I use to create lead magnets. And it's a very simple six step process. And there's only like six questions that we ask in this worksheet. First thing that you want to do is identify the ultimate goal of your prospects. Right. So you want to think to yourself, what can I answer that's going to turn this person into a raving lunatic fan of you? Right. So I'm thinking, like, what can I give that's going to turn this person into a raving lunatic fan of Iggy or raving lunatic fan of Systems by design? Hence why we're giving this information away. (laughs) Right. Because if you take action on it, you're going to be like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. (laughs) So now you see the power of what we're doing. what you're going to be doing for your prospects so you want to think okay what can i give to them that's going to turn them into a raving lunatic fan so that's step one and the question that you're asking yourself is what problems can i solve that's going to do this for them right what problems can i solve and then you start creating a list of different problems you can solve right for us the problem that we're solving for you is how do you make money in your business in the next seven days right what are some things that you can do to make money in your business next seven days So you can be thinking about that for your prospects. What can I do for them to help them in the next seven days? It's going to create real value. And then step two is going to be determining the prospect starting point. So once you identify, okay, what problem am I going to be solving? You got to figure out where is that going to make sense for them, right? So now let's say for you guys, this is really based on somebody some of these solutions are based on somebody who already has like expertise in the fitness industry, who has have experience working with people in person or in the gym or online. Like you're going to be able to use this strategy really quickly versus somebody who just decided and want to start working with people online or just decided and want to start working with people in the fitness industry and don't really have any experience doing so. You're going to have a hard time implementing this because it's not meant to meet where you're at. It's meant to meet somebody who already has a level of expertise and experience in the field, right? So you want to determine what your prospect starting point is so you can design the problem that you're going to be solving for them and meet them where they're at so that it follows a logical step and a logical progression for them them, right? So step two, list out your prospect starting point. They could be people who are struggling with their food choices. They could be people who haven't worked out in a long time. It could be people who are working over 40 hours per week. It could be people who are yo-yo dieters. It doesn't matter. Like Just figure out what their starting points are and just start to make a list of all the different starting points that your prospect could potentially have. And then essentially pick one that you're going to meet, right? And then step three is determining the ultimate goal of that prospect. Like, okay, so now I know what the problem that I need to solve. What is the first milestone I need to help this person reach that's going to make them feel like, wow, you really solved a legit problem for them. So let's say for us, and we've done this with our own seven-day challenges, right? A prospect starts and they're like struggling to lose weight. We designed a seven-day challenge that's going to help them lose maybe like one pound or two pounds in the first seven days. And now this person is like, wow, they're over the moon excited about our brand or our offer
2: that seven day challenges are so powerful because what you're doing is you're giving someone a transformation in advance so even if they don't do the challenge they're able to read something and think differently about what they thought in the past and then they have a reason to go to you to get more information you know a perfect example of this would be introduce fasting a lot of people think that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and then you say hey you can actually fast and you can lose weight and they're going i didn't like breakfast anyways right? That's really easy for me to do. So they're losing exactly. weight, not even feeling like they're on a diet. And yeah. something yeah. People like that is
1: like that change of mindset, which requires them to then go to you and ask more information and work with you. I'm glad you touched on that because it doesn't even have to be like a specific result that they feel. Just that change of mindset is a big enough result to where they get that aha moment. And they're like, wow, I learned something new. And they associate that new experience with you and your brand in a positive way. So maybe the first week they lose one pound, or maybe they're like, Wow, I didn't know that breakfast wasn't the most important meal of the day and that it was totally okay to skip it. Now they're like, Aha, like this person just changed my mind. They dropped some knowledge on me now that you instantly build that authority with them, right? Or if you're teaching somebody how to be vegan for the first time and they're like, and you help them understand that there's some really awesome and tasty meals that you can have as a vegan. And they're like, wow, I didn't know that this is actually something that I can do as a beginner. So that's what you're thinking through is like, what is the first milestone? Or what is that kind of like that aha moment I can give to this prospect that's going to make them realize that my offer, my brand is the right fit for them. And that's step three is what you're figuring out. So you just make a list of those different moments that you can create. Whether it's like what we talked about, like fasting, it could be exercises that helps reduce lower back pain. I've done something like that that's worked really, really well. Because some of our older clients, that was their biggest complaint is like my back hurts all the time. So I was like, well, this is a simple exercise you can do. It takes you 30 seconds to do and you're going to feel the relief immediately, right? They do it, they feel the relief and I'm like, holy shit, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Right, so you wanna list out what are those little aha moments or immediate wins you can deliver to your prospect that's going to take you very little time to create, but it's gonna have a big difference in their lives.
2: My favorite lead magnet is something really simple, like 10 weight loss recipes. And you make sure those recipes are really good so that when people go in there, they're like, wow, that looks delicious. I can eat food that's that delicious and lose weight. And, you know, that ebook, you know, the way we set it up is it's not just recipes. There's loads of information in there. There's information about us. There's a bit of like we pull some stuff from the seven day challenge, but the purpose to get them in is the 10 weight loss recipes. But when they actually go back, we actually solve more of their problems in the intro introduction of the ebook.
0: Yeah. I wanted to ask about this, guys. There's a well known term that I hear banged around a lot in marketing, like giveaway to farm right? A well-known phrase, right? And I think this relates to the, the fact that a lot of people, when it comes to creating a lead magnet, they don't know how much value to give. Like they don't want to give away the good stuff because that's what they charge people for, right? But what's like, either of your thoughts about this sort of concept? Like how much
1: value should you really give away when it comes to a lead magnet? My rule is like, you want to solve just one problem. And everything that you're doing is designed to create that big aha moment for your prospect. And you don't really need to give away the farm. Like with a seven day challenge, with a 10 recipe ebook, like all you're doing is just giving them like, wow, this is actually possible. Whatever limiting beliefs you're going to break for the prospect, that's how much you need to give away. All right. So if it means like one pager, if it's a 10 pager, however much you need to give away to create that breakthrough, that's the right amount.
2: The distinguishing difference in my mind, I feel that you can give people unlimited information, but it's the how-to that you don't give people. So, for example, it's not like you're going to teach people how to count calories. You're not going to give them the exact formula as to how to change your mindset. You're going to give them information about that. Marketing is about weaving stories through this sort of stuff so that people can kind of take themselves to a conclusion that they need your help. It's very strategic, whereas there's no possible way we can teach someone how to count calories over uh, Facebook. And then on top of that, it's the level of support you get. When you're doing high-ticket coaching, what people are paying for is they're paying for you or your team, someone to check in on you, keep you accountable, stuff that you're obviously not going to do unless somebody pays you. And that's more so than even the information and the templates of what to do. Support is probably the key difference in my mind as to what you do and don't give away.
0: I think you're 100% spot on with that because let's face it, there's enough information sitting there, dusty books sitting on shelves all around the world on weight loss and health. And I mean, if people wanted to read and grab the information, we'd all have 6 packs right now. And the thing is, having the information at your fingertips, that isn't what's going to do it. It's going to be actually having somebody that can break it down in simple steps and motivate your ass into gear. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. So. You know, giving away a good amount of information in a specific area, as you said, Iggy, you know, as long as they find it valuable, I guess that's the most important thing.
1: The other thing you want to be able to do is factor in like, what are the most common objections that your prospects are going to have that's going to make it difficult for them to even want to implement the strategy that you are giving them, right? They could say they don't have time to meal prep. So you'd essentially kind of build into your lead magnet. If you're solving that issue, like how to meal prep in like less than five minutes right or they don't have time to go to the gym you're like, oh how to do X, y and z without having to go to the gym so you just make a list of all the objections that your prospects will have and then you'll just whatever your lead magnet is designed for you just blow those away so that they have no excuse to implement it
2: like when it comes to this information I think like you can give people loads of information and something interesting starts to happen when you give someone too much information for free and I know AP like this is something that you've definitely felt a lot because, I know like as a personal trainer, you get really excited. You're just learning the nutrition and you try to help your friends. What are your experience with helping your friends?
0: I mean, just basically anybody. I think you guys know you pay attention, right? And so we've experienced this with our friends. We've experienced this even in our fitness businesses. In our fitness businesses, we used to give away scholarships, right, or sponsorships. And we'd be speaking to a lovely lady who was in a tough spot. I'd be thinking, I can't not give this lady this thing. I mean, I really feel for her here. And, you know, I'd have someone breaking down in tears with gratitude and appreciation, just being like, Andrew, thank you so much. You've changed my life. I'm not going to let you down. Two weeks later, gone. You know, and the thing is like that person has no interest because... They didn't commit to it. Same with friends as well. You know, friends always come and they want to do it. You spend ages with them and then that session is just a waste of your time because they give up after like three days. There's not anything coming out of their pocket. You're committing out of your own resources. You don't really give a shit to be honest. That's the most simple way of putting it.
1: Yeah, because I mean at the end of the day the more you pay the more you pay attention and that's just no there's nowhere around it. So What you want to do is if you can solve a problem that the prospect really wants to have solved, like the pain of being in the same situation, that's going to be a strong enough motivator for those who recognize what they need and they take action on whatever you have to offer them. Those are going to be the types of people that buy from you, right? Because there's so much pain that even with the free offer that you're giving them, the lead magnet, there's so much pain that they actually start to consume the information. And actually start to take action on it, and they're like, "Wow!" And then they such to receive the benefit of taking action. Those are typically the type of people that will raise their hand and be like, "Hey, I want to work with you on a deeper level." Or. I want to find out more about your program and you'll have a legit opportunity to enroll them into your high ticket packages. The the fifth step for like creating our lead magnets is I'm thinking through which of the problems and which of the solutions can I deliver in less than a week? Like if a prospect consumes it and does it, if they actually do it, what's going to give them the fastest result or what's going to allow them to feel the benefits of implementing what I gave them. That's how I prioritize the stuff that we, that we'll deliver. Like I'm not going to give them the lead magnet that takes 30 days for them to feel the, the effects. <laughs> like it's gotta be quick and it's gotta give them a quick enough winter where they're like, wow, I did what he said and my back pain is gone. If that's how quickly what he tells me gives me like the benefits, I wonder what it's gonna be like if, if I pay him to, to work with them one-on-one.
2: Really interesting, like with a seven day challenge, you'd think that you give someone a seven day challenge and you follow them up seven days later. But the issue is, is that most like, just as we talked about before, most people by then have fallen off the wagon. So we'll give people a seven day challenge And then we're following up like instantly. We're trying to book them in for a consult before they've even had a chance to have the seven-day challenge. A lot of the time, this lead magnet's just simply an excuse and a marketing tool for them to go, I want that, an excuse for you to start a conversation with that person. For us, I'd say 70% of people actually get booked in before they even get a chance to consume the ebook or, you know, whatever it is. The thing that's really important is actually the name and giving them a reason to want it. And then like, as we go throughout it, it's like, okay, we'll book another 20% throughout the duration. And then we book another 10% once they've actually finished it. So the numbers are probably in reverse to what you expect them to be.
1: Yeah. It's pretty funny because what you're doing is by creating this lead magnet, you're just getting people who are in that pain to raise their hand and say they're interested. Like, ultimately, those people who raise their hand and say they're interested, you're going to be looking to capitalize on those who are the most emotionally in tune with their pain. And they're like, they know they need help. And they're really, really desperate. And those are typically the people that will sign up before they even go through whatever you gave them, right? Because they already know they're in pain. And just by you creating this offer designed to solve that pain, they immediately associate you like, okay, if you have this thing that you're giving away that solves this pain, you must actually know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Which is funny because that's really what you're looking to do is you want to find and identify those in the market who have this problem and that are actually interested in finding a solution.
2: We all go through different phases, like, and someone who takes action on one of these lead magnets generally has to be in pain. And we find that we'll actually shuffle through and use quite similar lead magnets, might use like a weight loss recipe then a fat loss recipe and then another recipe on how to eat high protein and even though they're very similar sure like you've got some people who are going to download every single one but you're chucking it out as some bait and some people are going to bite the people who are ready to go so you'd be surprised at how many of these you can actually send out that are slightly different and still be getting large responses to that message
1: that's the beautiful thing about this is like, it's really just a game, right? Like you're thinking about what do I need to put out there to essentially create the best win-win situation for myself, right? And that's why like, if you're able to utilize, like listen to this over again and over again, like actually implement some of these things, because if you're able to implement it, you're going to notice like a big difference in your responses. You're going to notice a big difference in the amount of opportunities you're creating for yourself. And by creating and going through this thought process, and putting out different lead magnets and putting out different offers, you're going to find out what type of person responds to what. And then that's going to give you real data and give you some market research that you can use for when you start running ads and when you start doing different things and you start writing copy, you can use this type of feedback that you get from people about, okay, this type of lead magnet is going to appeal to this type of person. So I'm going to design the messaging to really optimize it for this type of person. This type of lead magnet appeals to this type of person. So I'm going to make these types of tweaks to the copy and to the messaging so that it really appeals to this type of person. It just makes you so that it's a lot easier for you to know what what the market wants. And it allows you to be able to give the market what they want so that you can in turn get what you want, which is more clients in your business. The final step is just really reverse engineering everything that we talked about into a simple five to seven step process that people can consume. Right. So it could be a simple recipe book. It could be five things you can do to reduce back pain in the next 24 hours or five ways you can lose fat over the next five days, like whatever it is, like you just want to reverse engineer it into like simple pieces of information that your prospect can consume. And if they consume it, they're going to get results. But just by recognizing that this is going to be solving a problem, they're raising their hand and saying, hey, I have this problem and I need help. And that gives you permission to engage them and get them onto the calendar for a potential sales conversation. And then from there, you just got to be able to sell. <laughs> so all these are just creating opportunities for you to make money if you can't sell. <laughs> That's a different conversation. And we could talk about that next week, but that's really the different cash plays. So essentially what are you do once you create these things, you start putting the offer out there, see who bites, start joining different Facebook groups and putting the offer in there. There's lots of different ways you can leverage it. But once you create it, reach out to your asset list, send out an email, send out an SMS blast, go into mini chat and start responding to people in Messenger and giving them the opportunity to, to express interest in what you have to offer. And the way that I do this is I'll typically do what I call like my tastefully aggressive icebreaker. Let's say I just created a lead map that's like seven ways to increase your metabolism if you're working over 40 hours a week, right? So if I'm going to use my tastefully aggressive icebreaker, I'm going to reach out to someone and be like, hey, Andrew, I know this is random and out of the blue, but I just created a seven-step process designed to help anyone working over 40 hours a week increase their metabolism. Do you know anybody who complains about their metabolism going on a vacation and would like help increasing their metabolism? would love to get the help. Since I'm asking you for help, if you have anything you'd like me to help you with, feel free to let me know. That message right there, that gets like a 30% response rate, right? And guess what happens? Because I'm saying, who do you know that that complains about the metabolism going on vacation? Everyone who gets it, if they're struggling with that, like, hey, I know somebody, me, I'm interested in getting that, (laughs) right? And now they've essentially just exposed themselves with having that problem. And you know they have that problem. That's why you're reaching out to them to begin with. But you're not going to reach out to them like, hey, like you look like you're fat and you need my help. So I'm going to ask you if you need help. You can be like, it's very indirect, but it gives them permission to raise their hand and say that they're interested in getting help.
0: It really is worthwhile going back and re-listening to that because when it comes to sending messages, it's not easy. And a lot of testing, I'm sure he's going into creating that message. And getting something that works. So better not to recreate the wheel and just go and use what he said.
1: So that's really, that's really it. If you guys find it helpful, I think we're going to be able to give away the worksheet or the framework that I was talking about. So we'll have the resource somewhere in the show notes. I'll allow you guys to download the framework. We might also be able to
2: give you double value and give you one of our best performing lead magnets. So you can actually have an example and see what it is by, you know, following that framework and what it actually looks like.
0: We'll give it to you in celebration of this podcast episode today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now you guys get to see the inner workings of how this works.
0: That sounds good. All right. Well, great episode, guys. So thank you for listening, tuning in. If you are listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, please remember to like and subscribe the channel. That really helps us. And also, if you are listening on Spotify, iTunes Music, any other of your podcast favorite platforms, please remember to give us a like as well on those platforms. And we will see you on the next episode. I'm <laughs>